buds, my pals, my friends, new friends, old friends, my dog who's sitting next to me on the couch, Maggie. Say hello. I'm sure you have heard her bark in a number of episodes. <laughs> anytime the mailman passes by, anytime a stranger passes by, anytime a bird passes by, really any kind of object that moves and she will she will bark at it for protection. But we know at least that we will not get robbed, I don't think. I think that she would scare them away. So that's a bonus. <laughs> How is everyone doing? It's a new week, another Wednesday. We are back with an all new episode uh, with an incredible guest from Denver, Colorado. They are a singer, songwriter. Sarah Slayton is here. Uh, we met over Instagram, which is, I think, like the third or fourth person who I've had on the pod who I've met through Instagram, through following someone or them following me and asking each other to do, like, be on the pod. I asked them to be on the pod. Uh, anyway, it's a great interview. We talk a lot about the music industry. We talk about a lot about music uh, and our love for it, our love for the OC, Grey's Anatomy, uh, and obviously being creative and uh, coping during our, our different lockdowns, them being in the United States of America and me here in Toronto, Canada, which is slowly feeling a little bit similar to our our fam jam to the south. Uh, but let's not talk too much about that. I want to know how everyone's holidays were. Mine were amazing. I, uh, you know, I just lazed around for three or four days and cooked amazing food with my partner and watched movies. I watched all of the L Word is finished. I finished... The OG on Boxing Day, which to me is a very funny joke. I find it funny that I finished a lesbian television show on Boxing Day. Um, and then the next day we proceeded to watch all of the L Word Generation Q. So that was amazing and so much fun and honestly such a good show. The... the, the uh, uh, it's not a remake, but the um, revival of that show is so good. The acting's really great. It's obviously way more inclusive than the original uh, show was. There were a lot of issues with the OG, but also at the same time, it was very progressive, and you know, it, you didn't see it very often that that kind of intimate lesbian romance and the sex. There's so much sex on that show. Holy. Holy wow, wow, wee wow. Uh, but it's very good, and I got very invested in all the characters and found out that uh, Alice and <laughs> Shane have a podcast called Pants, and I, I love them both very much. Uh, any Everyone on that show, and also Bet's amazing. And apparently, uh, on season two, Rosie O'Donnell is going to be playing Tina's wife, which is huge because she left Bet for Rosie, but Rosie's got personality and is a beautiful person and also is killing it on TikTok right now. TikTok, you don't stop, is um, what she does say on that. And I love that she's blowing up on TikTok. I love that people are into Rosie again. I feel like she deserves this resurgence. Uh, she was such an incredible influence for many young queer folk, uh, you know, having her, her talk show and being in a lot of film as well as like being very vocal on The View. Uh, you know, I think Rosie got a bad rap for being loud because she spoke her mind, but I think it was important. And I think she's 
speaks and stands up for the things that she, you know, she stands for. You know, it's the holidays and I still have a food brain, but you understand what I'm saying, right? I think everyone understands what I'm saying. Oh my goodness gracious. It is, it's almost the end of 2020. We're going into 2021. What are everyone's thoughts? Do we think that 2021 is just going to be, you know, the twin, the twin of 2020 and it's just going to be very similar uh, lockdowns and, you know, this pandemic continuing and, you know, unrest and things? Or do we feel like maybe we are going to push towards a more positive uh, a year that, you know, now the vaccine is coming and hopefully maybe people will start being a bit smarter and we can get that on on the move, you know, and, you know, and obviously unrest is going to continue, but hopefully we can be po- like be positive and it, it, it things will start to change, especially now with, you know, a new um, president coming into the United States. I think that's going to be huge and it's going to be a big change because a lot of folks I think have been giving have been getting um a lot of misinformation and it happens here in Canada too there's a lot of people who just either don't read or just listen to like people who have no idea what they're talking about it's like that idea you read the headline of an article but you never actually read the full article I feel like there's a lot of people doing that right now people just reading a headline and not diving deep and finding out if the source as uh as alec baldwin said on twitter consider the source uh which that is a whole other thing um his wife is apparently not spanish and she's from baston um but just felt connected uh which is truly (laughs) insane seems very wild to me i like watching a, a video of her trying to say cucumber in english was very funny and then having alec baldwin be like hi i'm coming into the table i'm on twitter i'm gonna be this like uh, i'm doing um oh what's the what's the lawyer movie he does i'm, I'm doing <laughs> glenn gary glenn ross i'm coming in here uh, i'm putting my hat in the ring consider the source it's uh it it made me want to go shop at the source and buy some electronics and speaking of which my lovely uh parents uh just bought me a new camera panasonic g7 i know it's an older model but it's very good low budget beginner uh, for film i'm also trying really hard to learn photography uh because that's something i've always been interested in so if you have tips and tricks dm me please i would love if you use that camera or you know things about that camera or ice uh, more things about iso and apertures and uh you know shutter speeds all of those things i'm trying to learn so please let me know uh but my parents very um wonderfully bought me a camera which i thought was uh so lovely i owe them my life i think uh, i'm forever indebted to them uh but also my partner and i are are going to visit them i know we're not supposed to be traveling during this time uh And it's hard because there's nothing going on. And by nothing, I mean I'm feeling trapped in the city, which I know a lot of people are. We are driving to New Brunswick. Um, We are quarantining for two whole weeks. And then we're staying with my parents. We're not really going to do anything. We might go for a couple of hikes. We're very lucky because New Brunswick has very low case numbers. And we've been very smart 
while we were while we're here in Toronto, we don't see anyone uh, except my my roommate and his partner. It's like our tiny little bubble. Uh, we don't go out. We don't do anything. So uh, we feel pretty safe. We're driving. It's a 13-hour trip. Uh, so we're taking the cat and the dog in the car. That will be fun. Um, bless my partner for, for driving. Um, we will be safe. We have a lovely cottage outside of Fredericton, New Brunswick, to stay for two whole weeks. I am looking forward to it. Um, I think New Brunswick has been doing such an incredible job with this quarantine uh, and and the lockdown and the pandemic in general, the you know, uh, we all have our differences when it comes to conservatism and liberalism. And um, I will say, I think Blaine Higgs has done a pretty great job of being like, oh, we have some cases, shut her down. And I think that's very smart. And that's why their case, their case numbers have been quite low this entire th- this entire time. And like the security you got to go through to get in is. Is a lot, you know, like you got to register to you got to register and tell them where you're coming in, what checkpoint you're going to be coming in and, you know, where you're going to be quarantining and who you're going to be quarantining with or are you renting somewhere? And like, you know, it's good. It's good. They they are really keeping their contact tracing uh, up up to par. If, if that's the I'm trying to sound scientific and it's not working because uh, I am not. I once tried to take business in school, and, well, here we are. Uh, (laughs) I'm an artist with a podcast, Uh, but I love this podcast, and I was very excited to get to sit down and chat with my uh, this week's guest, Sarah Slayton. Uh, It was so lovely to meet them, Uh, so let's just go to the interview now. Sarah Slayton, everyone. They're here. Woo! <laughs> so nice to meet you officially. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. I know it's crazy. The one thing I do love about this pandemic is that I've been able to meet so many people online. Like it's I, I feel like if this were like real time, I don't know if I would have had an opportunity to like zoom with you and like <laughs> two different places it's nice because usually people are like no i want to get i want to sit down and talk to somebody in person but i'm i'm like minus everything that's been going on in the world i'm this is something that's been very lovely so it's very nice to meet you (laughs) oh i've been a fan for a long time it's so nice to meet you Oh, that's nice. I know I've been a fan of yours for quite a while too cuz we I don't know when we started I don't know when we started following each other on Instagram, but we did. <laughs> and I remember listening cuz I love following new musicians and stuff too or like discovering new music and you were one of them and it was so fun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I can't remember when it was. I just I thought you're so funny and it's been a couple of years. I feel like maybe at least a year, but I'm oh, glad wow. we're here now and and finally together. Yes, we're here now. A new budding friendship is is happening, and I love it. Uh, how are you? How were your holidays? Um, it was good. You know, I started a, a new job, and I had 48 hours off, so I spent it with my partner and our puppy. Oh. We did gifts, and um, we had been tested and had negative results, so we spent uh, time outside, like socially distanced in mm-hmm. the yard with um, her parents for a little bit, which was nice, and hung out. So it was, it was a little different this year, but counted uh the little Mm -hmm. victories that we had (laughs) 
Of course, right? I mean, yeah, that's what like so many people are doing that, and it's so nice to hear how smart you are about it because I feel like some people are not, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, of course, like socially distance outside is great, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's important to be be very safe, and it, it's hard, obviously, for a lot of people right now. But that sounds like such a lovely holiday. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, my own family is like a thousand miles away, so I haven't mm-hmm. seen them in a year. But um, right, my partner's folks live here in uh, Denver, the Denver mm-hmm. area. So yeah, that was really nice. And um, her brother actually had had the vaccine already because he's in the hospital um, healthcare oh, system wow. and had just right. had his vaccine. So he was there as well, um, which uh, we all wore masks anyway mm-hmm. and did the whole thing just because for right now it just feels a gift well, yeah. every extra precaution um yeah. but yeah it was nice and uh, this microphone that i'm speaking to you on was one of my presents so i felt <laughs> super lucky about that it's very nice microphone i really Thank like you. it's very sleek <laughs> you know i think you should, if you talk more about it maybe you can get like a sponsorship or one of oh, us yeah you know, we could just who, who made it what is it a yeti or what is it this is the Yeti Blue Blue Snowball mic. Ooh, the Yeti Blue <laughs> Snowball. How lovely. It's sleek. <laughs> it's big. It's black. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is. What's your favorite? Because you're, well, I mean, let's get into it. You're a musician, which uh, your music is so good. You have such a, like, unique voice, which I think is what always draws me to new music as well. It's, like, also very up my alley of, like, it, I don't know. How would you describe your music? I describe it as, like, this, like, folky pop kind of like almost I don't know it's like a mixture of so many things like your new solo stuff mm-hmm. is so good uh, how long have you been playing music I got started when I was 17 which was about 16 years ago yeah and uh I started playing at this I played at an open mic after I taught myself guitar a few months before and I'd written my first song which was called 17 <laughs> and <laughs> Played at an open mic and started playing shows, um, and I really caught the bug then, and I've been playing ever since. And I started touring around uh, the United States when I was 21, and then started doing that full-time by the time I was 25, mm-hmm. 26. Wow. Wow, that's so amazing. That's, that's like, wild. Because I, 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 I play guitar, but I didn't start until I was in university. I felt like a late bloomer. But I love when people say that they have taught themselves, because it I then feel more connected <laughs> to that person because I I did the same thing uh it feels so nice (laughs) it's so good your music and you you were in a band before too right before like and now are you kind of on your own are you still in the band well the thing is that I've reclaimed my name but I still have a full band that I play with uh Mm -hmm. so the tale goes that I played by myself (laughs) from like 2004 through 2014 there's like 10 Mm -hmm. years where I'm really starting to cut my teeth and I do like my first small tours like where I'm from, like only a couple hundred miles away. Then I keep expanding. And then I had a a couple of people hired to play with me, um, Mm -hmm. but still under my name up until 2014 when, uh, you know, I'd have like a violinist sometimes, or I'd have uh, for bigger shows, I'd have a couple of people sit in if the show like called for it. Mm -hmm. But uh, during all of this, I was working for other bands. So I'm focused at this time in my life, I'm really focused on managing bands and booking oh. bands and, and helping develop independent artists. So I was really busy doing that. And I was, I never believed in myself enough. I just like no. put my own music on the back burner because mm-hmm. I thought I should work. You know, I, the point was that I loved music so much and I got my degree in music business. And so I thought it was more practical for me to work for other bands because I, I loved playing, but I, di- I just didn't think I was good enough or I, that's right. the story, the story I told myself. And yeah. then 
I met this guy, Dustin Morris, who started playing music with me and he played every instrument you put in front of him. He plays <laughs> the drums while standing up and it's not a full <laughs> kit, but at the same time, he has a trumpet and he also has a mandolin. He can play Whoa. piano, he plays harmonica and he sings like an angel. And so we connected like brother and sister and just mm -hmm. like loved each other as humans. And in 2014, um, we decided to call ourselves Edison. And then yeah. we had another guy join the band and that band was active from 2014 to 2018. And then um, when Dustin decided he was gonna go solo and we had had a, a record label deal that ended up just having a bad ending and we all had mm. a bad taste in our mouth. And so I took some time off and when I reemerged with yeah. my, new, my, new, <laughs> my new singles that have come out in the last couple of years, I, I, I just reclaimed my name again and I've called it Sarah Slayton but I have up to seven people on stage with me whenever oh, I play wow. like a festival or a big show. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's just my partner and I together and she plays piano and I play guitar and we both sing, but then we scale out with like cello and a mm -hmm. lead electric guitar and a bass and a drummer. And then we actually uh, do collaborations with a hip hop group here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so at festivals, cool. some of the, um, the rapper and, uh, another guy that plays electric guitar will come out and we'll do some hip hop songs at the end after I've done all the folk stuff, which is, it makes like, so much sense. Yeah, you're like, everyone, did you love that really nice folk music? Well, get ready because we're changing things up for the end. Let's like, bring in some so rhythm confusing. and poetry, baby. I'm I love like, that, though. Yeah, it's like, you know, they start them off really sad, make them want to text their ex. And by the end, they like forget about that and they want to party. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're like, I don't even remember who my ex is. <laughs> I'm having so much fun now. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. That sounds incredible. Like that you have that many, like that, like large band with you must feel so nice. I've oh, like for me. I've, I always love playing with other people. I don't know for mm -hmm. you if you're, it, it just feels so nice to be in I don't know what's I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but like in the flow the flow yeah that's <laughs> it that's it you found it for me yeah it, it's like so lovely when you have like everyone on stage like playing together and everything just feels like it's so um uh organic and yeah it's it's so good I love it I love the flow it's like when you all get in to a song together and you like lose it on stage together you're just like you're more mm -hmm. than alive you're somewhere else <laughs> yeah and you and your partner played on one of your recent well I think they were also on this most recent one but then the one right before which it's slipping my mind time to go that one right mm -hmm. it's yep. a beautiful song thank you it's a really beautiful song I think that was the first song I listened to of yours and I was like, oh, this is like your voices blend so well together. Ugh, I love it. Did you write it? Did you write it? Do you do a lot of your own lyricism? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I write all my own lyrics. Uh, that song came out. Um, most of what I sing on it just kind of came out at once. Like I, mm -hmm. I never like wrote anything down. It just I hit a voice memo. And uh, the band Edison was on tour and we had some hard conversations about maybe parting ways after this tour was done and um, realizing it was our final tour together, even though when the tour started, we, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that song time to go just kind of came out of me one night. We were, had a night off and we were staying uh, near a vineyard in like the middle of California. And we were playing at the whiskey, a go-go in Los Angeles the next night. And I just wrote it about the band and 
just all the time we'd spend on the road and and knowing that it was like it was time for us to go and it was time yeah. for it to, so it's kind of my my goodbye to that band i guess <laughs> yeah no but that's lovely i feel like a lot of the best songs that are that you write are the ones that just come out like right away like you write yes. in like 10 minutes and you're like mm-hmm. you're like oh this is it mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. i mean you can write an amazing song too and like work on it for like several days or weeks or mm-hmm. years but the ones that just flow out so quickly are are always just so you and you can tell when you hear it too right Mm -hmm. you're like oh this is a song that like means something and it's truthful and what are your like biggest musical influences that you Mm. when you were growing up or wanting to songwrite it's a great question um really first got into adam duritz of the counting crows mm-hmm. my sister was really into the counting crows and i do still love just reading his lyrics even if i didn't love like the instrumentation and the melody on a song i would just love to read the lyrics by themselves mm-hmm. and then i fell in love with dashboard confessional yes <laughs> i was such an emo kid uh yeah. so dashboard <laughs> confessional like really turned my world around and then i got turned on to like this band copeland uh, which my dog is now named Copeland uh-huh, uh, and like bands like Lydia. And then I fell in love with like city and color. And there were all these like really like emotional bands, uh, Manchester orchestra. And they kind of had uh, this like really like this music that would just like, you could feel every emotion in it. Mm-hmm. And then there were these great lyrics. And then I really enjoyed singer songwriters like Greg Laswell, who's um, yeah. someone I got to tour with last year. He's really good. Uh, and I loved like John Foreman from Switchfoot mm. and I fell in love with like William Fitzsimmons and these guys like Joshua Radden or uh, Radin, however you say it, that would do an incredible job with just an acoustic guitar. And yeah. I loved that. But then I also loved these big, like kind of cinematic rock songs. And I yep. somehow sometimes find myself in between the two, I think, mm-hmm. with my music. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, it's always so... Um, I always love learning what people's influences are because you can kind of hear them sometimes in the music, which I love. Uh, you know, it's I love Dashboard Confessionals. <laughs> I remember listening to them when I was a kid, like younger, and like I feel like very reminds me of the OC so much. Yes. <laughs> Did you just holy Christmaca? Are we going holy there? Holy Christmaca. I think we might <laughs> be going there. I loved the OC. I don't know about you, but mm. I uh, I remember watching the first two seasons, I, three and four, meh, but uh, I love one and two, and I used to rewatch them all of the time. They're so Did good. The music on that show is so good, too. Did we just become best friends? I think we just became best friends, yeah. <laughs> so season, seasons one and two are my favorite, and the mm-hmm. music in that show, it's actually uh, Josh Schwartz partnered with Alexandra Patsavis, who is the person that did all the music on Grey's Anatomy. Um, oh. She's a brilliant, brilliant person, and I love how she would put Imogen Heap in all the finales. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I know. I love it. I didn't know that it was, because Grey's Anatomy has also has a really good soundtrack, too, mm-hmm. like very good music choices for that show. Uh, except yep. the, remember the one season you said because earlier you said you're a big Grace Anatomy fan. Well, I've seen like season. Well, seasons one through three have my heart, and then I yes. watched more of them, but I haven't even finished the show. I stopped watching years ago. But uh, it's hard. I like would watch that show to find my favorite new song. Like that mm-hmm. was like my like lifeline. Like my favorite thing was they would post the songs from the show like around midnight, so I'd stay up after the show to find out whatever song I heard that I loved. Like figure out what it was. Like I was crazy. Yeah. Well, I remember that's how I I feel like Grey's Anatomy 
introduced me to Brandy Carlisle a long time ago, but mm-hmm. I kind of knew Brandy before, but then that show, because the story just like took off from that show. Mm-hmm. I remember then being like, I love whoever this person is and their music. Do you listen to Brandy Carlisle a lot? Uh, not a lot, but I do, right. do enjoy her. And half the people I love that are singer songwriters have come from Grey's Anatomy. Like that yeah. show can just like take your heart out, rip it up and put it back together <laughs> with the, with the music alone. I know. Um, right. <laughs> and that lady, she, so she did like Grey's Anatomy and private practice. She did all the twilight movies. Um, oh. and she started her own thing called chop shop records. Um, she, I met her once at South by Southwest and she like spoke at a panel and she like shook my hand after I was like, you changed my life with the songs I love. I don't know what I'm saying, but anyways, you're amazing. Bye. I'm like, what, <laughs> Thank did, you I so just, much. what did I just do? Did I just, did, did I pee my pants? No, I didn't. Thank you. That's good. That's great. Thank you so much for everything you've done. You've changed my life. She's like, what? <laughs> oh, but that'd be a great job to have. I feel oh, like I God. want that job. I want a job where I just like pick the music for a show or a movie. Right. Wouldn't that be the most fun? Yes, because a lot of times, like I don't like, there are certain soundtracks that I'm like, wh- whoever put this together was brilliant. Like you think about like the Big Chill or like Dirty Dancing or anything like that mm-hmm. that you're like, this I want the album or like even Guardians of the Galaxy, like those movies lately. Those albums are so good because they picked the best songs. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's never too late. I think you could do this. That's true. Okay, somebody get me a job. <laughs> <laughs> I need a job. Come on. <laughs> so, are you? Uh, when did you move to Denver? I've never been to Denver. I feel like it's a place I would like to go. You would love it. Now you're coming. Uh, we'll okay, figure great. it out. I, I just recently, uh, my my homie Jen Cordy, aka Lady Gang, look it mm-hmm. up. She's a musician, um, will. incredible musician, one of the best I've ever met. Um, she and I have been fortunate enough to uh, have been asked to take over this giant uh women's uh and uh well lgbtq event company mm-hmm. but it's really focused on uh the ladies and uh it's it's been around for like 16 years before you know at the time lesbians really had nowhere to go in town mm-hmm. and so this woman named silky who had moved to the united states uh called it hip chicks out and gets them to overtake a straight bar for the night with no one knowing that they're coming and all of a sudden like 200 <laughs> lesbians overtake a straight bar and that's kind of the, pre- <laughs> the premise of this company I love um, it <laughs> so my friend and I are now taking over it and uh, we're going to expand to include like camping trips and paddle boarding and we'll do pride events and we're going to put on concerts and just like really make it I think uh, a whole thing so I have to have you come yeah. and uh, oh, have please. you perform we'll just make you part of the pride party and then if we pay you to come <laughs> or like help offset the trip then you have to come I have to I must come I mean that sounds amazing I would love to I would yeah. love to as soon as the borders are open yeah right well <laughs> yeah that's that little bit of it uh, but it's I came out here in 2008 back to your question uh, right I, I moved out here in 2008 for an internship and I was supposed to be here for a summer and I just loved it. So I went back and finished university as fast as I could. And mm. I moved here in 2009 for good. Wow. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And you came from Arkansas, right? That's where you said you were originally And I from. had my shoes when I left. Uh, yes. <laughs> that, that's like, Is that a thing that you could leave without a, your shoes? <laughs> that's like an, it's like people make fun of states like Arkansas. So they'll mm. be like, oh, they don't even wear shoes and you marry your cousin, you know? Oh, I see. It's, see, I didn't know us. that about Arkansas. I mean, it's not true, but that's... Well, no, of uh, course not, but I didn't say. know... I guess I didn't realize how 
I guess I didn't realize it was in that stereotypical uh, mm-hmm. southern yep. area. Because that is. I feel like I associate that more, I don't know, like just based off of stereotypes, which I know they are not true, uh, or like Tennessee and like Louisiana and things, but mm-hmm. I guess I didn't put together Arkansas. Yeah, that's like the deep south, and then you've got like Arkansas, Alabama, and we always say thank God for Mississippi because they're always ranked worse than Arkansas. But uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I grew up in a really nice part of Arkansas, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I came from a really conservative part of the country, and then I right. came out to Denver and just fell in love with it. Yeah, I fell in love with it. Is, is Denver, because uh, I don't know a lot about it, but it obviously is more of a liberal, liberal Super state. Liberal. <laughs> it is very liberal. I mean, I didn't know it, but it's the Amsterdam of the West. I didn't even smoke pot oh. when I came to Colorado. Uh, I tried weed for the first time when I was 23 because I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even drink until I went to university. And uh, I was just, you know, I think I said yeah. my first cuss word when I was 18. So <laughs> I was way behind. So I way came behind. to Denver and uh, I had no idea how liberal it was. It's super liberal. Um, I love it here. There's tons of gays. Gays are Love everywhere. That. Every corner, just another gay looking at you, <laughs> being being cute with their granola wear. Um, yeah, I love snowboarding. I love doing that now. That's like my favorite thing besides oh. music. And uh, mm-hmm. I love hiking. You know, there's yeah. lots of breweries, lots of good beer. Love I'm drinking, that. I'm drinking some local beer as we speak. Oh, um, what kind? I'm having myself an Avalanche Amber Ale from Breckenridge mm. Brewery. Delicious. That sounds so good. It's really good. It's nice. Man. It's snowing outside right now. I'm oh, it is? Outside That's my hotel nice. room. It is just snows are coming <laughs> down, drinking oh. the cold Colorado beer. Ugh. I love that. It sounds like a perfect evening uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit jealous as I'm in Toronto. And I mean, it's been a bit snowy here, but it's a city, you know? It's a big... It's a city that we're locked down in and we can't do anything right now. So it's not as fun as it was when I moved here. <laughs> but I'm going out east like because I'm originally from New Brunswick, uh, which is out east of Canada. My partner and I are going there uh, in a couple of weeks to go visit my folks. Oh, but nice. we have to quarantine for two weeks in a, in a place. So we'll be getting a little Airbnb cottage, which will be nice. So it sounds when I go there... I'll have a similar experience to what you're having now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It sounds like it. You're going to enjoy yeah. that hotel or Airbnb life, you know. Got bring, it. Some, bring a deck of cards. I will. <laughs> Probably a puzzle, my guitar. Well, you drink, right? Oh, of course I do. Yes. I thought I've seen some delicious cocktails on your page. So yes. uh, I was going to say you should play Uno Smash. What's Uno Smash? Well, it's a fun game to play during the pandemic. Uh, okay. It's basically Uno. You know how to play Uno. Yeah. But instead of putting your cards in the middle of the table, what you do is you uh, get a shot glass and mm-hmm. you put a shot in it and you have to put the cards on top of the shot glass and they create like a fan around it. Okay. And you either win the game and if you win and actually get Uno, then you get to pick who gets to take the shot. And if anyone, when putting their card down, makes the pile fall, then they have to take the shot. Oh, that sounds fun. I like that. And I'm it's glad fun. this is recorded so I can go back and listen to exactly how it's done. That sounds like so much fun. And then whenever you smash the cards, though, uh, like if you win and you're if you win the game, you get to smash mm-hmm. the cards, then give the shot. You have to make sure you say smash and smash. then you smash all the cards. <laughs> that you're sounds welcome, fun. Canada. Thank you. Welcome. Yes. Canada, we've got a new game straight out of Colorado, baby. <laughs> 
I love that. I love that so much. How are you? How are you like as a musician, as in a creative? And I like to talk about this with a lot of the creative folks who are on this podcast with the pandemic. How how are you? I guess music is so nice, too, because we can kind of write or play wherever we go. Um, but in terms of like I miss live performance so much. Like so, so much. Have you been doing any like online things or or I don't know what it's like in the States if you can perform still live or not? Yeah, I mean, this summer we could. Uh, mm -hmm. Back in the day when I talked about how I used to manage bands, I also used to throw a bunch of like little showcases and parties at small and some kind of big music festivals. Right. And so when the pandemic started, uh, I started a live stream series and ended up booking 92 bands. Whoa, and congrats. Huge. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I did it from March until June, which was really when people were super at home and there was nothing going on. And there was like, I think more of a demand for it. And then mm -hmm. when the streaming numbers like super went down in June because people went back out, I kind of stopped the series. But right. um, I did that creatively, um, mostly for other people, but because I didn't have any, I didn't know what to do myself. So I just wanted mm -hmm. to throw a little online party for, for bands to make some money so I could get Venmo or cash app yeah. during their set um and then i helped uh produce a music series at the drive-in movie theater in the town that i live in so i, I was busy with that this summer we did two bands a week and people would stay wow. in their cars and mm -hmm. we would plug into the fm frequency so the music would play through the cars and we had like an electronic drum kit so there was no noise from stage and the band had in-ear monitors so oh. there was no noise at all from stage it all came through the cars and then the we had like a multi-cam shoot to project it onto the drive-in theater screen. So we did cool. that from June until September. Wow. Uh, and I played a couple of outdoor shows. I played at the drive-in and I did a couple of like small amphitheater mm -hmm. shows, um, but nothing like normal. I made, it was like 15% of the normal amount of gigs, but I got a couple of cool ones outside. Yeah. And the last few months uh, we haven't done anything at all. And I wrote one song this year and that's put that good <laughs> yeah that's great though and it's about that's... what a dumpster fire this is but it's okay I mean, we'll, we'll be okay we will be okay <laughs> everything will be okay it is a dumpster fire but it's all right i um think that's so awesome that you also work like managing music and 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 throwing like i think doing that live stream is awesome like you said 92 bands right so you gave an yeah. opportunity to 92 different musicians to that's mm -hmm. incredible <laughs> thank you it was honestly a blessing and we just did a holiday show um all the mm -hmm. videos are archived so if anyone's on facebook it's facebook.com slash noco live from home show which Aww. just it just stands for Northern Colorado Live from right. Home Show, but no co Live from Home Amazing. Show, and it's mostly artists from like Fort Collins, Boulder, and Denver. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so cool. And so you you said that you took music management in school, right? I did, yeah. And I guess that obviously you do you do that a lot now. <laughs> it sounds like you're. That's that's so interesting. I'm always interested in the business side of music because I know nothing about it. But <laughs> I mean, I I've, I've been in it for like over ten years, and I once I think I know a lot, I learn that I know nothing again. So <laughs> it's all it's like it's because it's always changing. I mean, when I was going to school no one knew the word Spotify and Live mm -hmm. Nation and AEG Live were just beginning to be a thing. Right. I came to Denver because I interned for Live Nation. Oh, who's cool. Who's a, a big concert promoter. I was yeah. a marketing intern. So I got to kind of see um, some of the marketing side of it. And then I became a production assistant for EG. So I spent 
nine years working at Red Rocks, which is a really famous oh, I love venue. Red Rocks. Yeah, you know Red Rocks. <laughs> the real um, Red Rocks. Ooh. And uh, working, like, I worked at Coachella. I worked at Bonnaroo. Uh, I used to throw parties at South by Southwest. And even when I was playing South by Southwest, I was still throwing mm-hmm. showcases and stuff because, like, my heart is as much in love with being a musician as it is in love with being, like, a curator of right. music events. You know, like, that. It, it's all just about that moment that mm-hmm. like organic moment that you can't replicate and you can't stream you can't you, you really just have to yep. be in the moment and it's like that is really spiritual to me so I think I mm-hmm. just am in love with that yeah of course I mean I think that there's something interesting and I you obviously probably feel the same way of just wanting to be is encapsulated by uh, all of all music in general like i love just like it's arts like comedy or film like anything creative Mm -hmm. i love to be a part of and be around and especially like you said those like those moments those live moments that it is Mm -hmm. you're in you're at a concert venue and you're listening to even if it's a band you don't even know very well but you and the audience are experiencing something that no one else will experience cuz every every even though the the songs are played or the sets the same it's still different every time and it's it is this beautiful music is so i i love music so much that it just it makes my like I feel like a, I don't know what the word is, like superhero or something when I listen yeah. to it that I'm like, I can do anything or like I'll feel so sad because a song will make me feel so much. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's music is so incredible. It's like, literally magic. I mean, people yes. spend years in therapy to try to, to you know, work mm-hmm. on this or that. Like music is the only thing that can completely change your mood or yep. direct where your mood goes in less than three minutes. It's yes. literally like a drug. Like you can, it's the only thing where you can pick what you want, and that thing will instantly do something mm-hmm. to your mood. And it and it it does something on a cellular level that I don't understand, but it's so powerful. Like what else on the planet can switch how you feel that quick? So quickly, and then it's also so it, for like folks who have um, <clears throat> dementia or anything. It is medically proven that it helps people remember or music is something that stays with people uh, even if their memory is gone. You know, I have a friend who works in music therapy and she's like, yeah, she works with these older folks who just, who don't remember anything, but then they'll play a song and we'll know it word for word. It is like, it's so interesting how our brains soak in music Mm -hmm. and it stays there. And I, I think it's lovely. And it's so universal, too, which is lovely. I, I love that. My partner's thinking about going back to school for music therapy, and I'm really oh. trying to encourage her for that. Um, I've seen firsthand music do that. My mom had a brain tumor back in uh, 2009 to 2010, and um, a few months before she passed, we took her to see Paul McCartney. And Ugh. her brain tumor at that point was really progressed mm-hmm. and... Um, we almost didn't go to the show because of how she was behaving before the show. Um, When we tried to take her to dinner at a restaurant that she used to love in Denver, because we took her to Denver to see it. And uh, yeah, whenever Paul came on stage and started playing songs that she knew, like my mom came back for um, most of the show. And then not long after the show, she was kind of, you know, out of it again, but like, like, yeah, his concert, it was like, I had my mom back. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. 
Oh, that's beautiful. That's lovely. I'm so sorry to hear about your mom, but that sounds like a beautiful story. <laughs> so mm -hmm. lovely. Yeah, I love um I love that music can do that for people and your music is so do you have any other singles coming out or the the most recent one that just came out was so lovely and the music video is so cute. Get up mm -hmm. is the new single. Yes. Yes, uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, it just came out <laughs> December 11th. And it, yeah, like I said, it's about this dumpster fire of a year yeah. but, uh, <laughs> reminding us to get back up. So Yes, get up. And it's your partner and your partner's in that one as well with you. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. plays piano on the track and we had a drummer come in and then she's uh, had to be the leading lady. So she stars in the she video. She must. She must. <laughs> she must be. <laughs> or she'll be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. That'd be so weird. It's yeah. like, we're just so, like, ha I mean, it's not really acting. They just filmed us being us. Like, the video just follows kind of what really got us through this year in the summer, which was mm -hmm. being out in the nature of Colorado and, and enjoying uh, grounding ourselves in a very uh, ungrounded, chaotic world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know, right? It's a, it is. My partner and I went out for hikes a lot this summer. It was like mm -hmm. our, our way of you know, coping with everything. And it felt so nice to be in nature for a while, like getting out of like the city and being mm -hmm. surrounded by trees <laughs> can uh, yeah. change your mood significantly. Oh yeah. We live against a river now where we live and uh, we spent most of the summer, like, you know, mid afternoon, mm -hmm. we'd be down like making camp and just hanging out yeah. and I'd fish and throw a couple back and then go back home. It was just like what I needed. Cause I'm like, yeah. at the time I was on unemployment and mm -hmm. uh, I had been laid off from my job. All my shows were canceled and I just felt like a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I went to the water. <laughs> so you go to the water. I know I go to the water as well. Cause like I said, I'm from the East coast. So we're, the ocean is very close to us out there. And I feel like water is such a, uh, I, I'm drawn to it. Any kind of like body of water just makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I don't know why, but it does. And I write a lot about water, so. <laughs> oh, see, I like that. I feel like mountains do that to me. Yeah. Mount, I mean, mountains, yeah. I would love to be somewhere where the mountains are. My partner is from Calgary, which I've never been yet. Uh, but she's like, we have to go because of the mountains. And I was like, I know. I want to go to the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. It's a pandemic right now. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> but it has a little bit of a roadblock. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's not, not the ideal time to go cross country. No, no, no. It's it's really not. And <laughs> well, we are going to New Brunswick, but it's a lot closer, so it no. should be we should be all right. We planned it out well, I think, well enough. Anyway, are you? Do you have any more plans for uh, next year for like more music and things, or are you just kind of like taking your day by day? Uh, taking it day by day. I mean, the honest truth is that funds for doing things like mm -hmm. I mean, recording's not cheap it costs so much just to even do get up in the video i mean that's a lot of money uh yeah it's like what what it costs to you know, everyone needs a visual now so what it costs to do like a video and a song is like mm -hmm. what you used to do a whole album on so wow. um yeah shit. yeah i mean it's honestly I, maybe i just need to keep working on my home recordings because i never think <laughs> they're good enough to release to the world um I always like to get a studio and a producer Fair. in there before i put them out um except time to go is like a live cut mm -hmm. uh, which is, is a little different, but I'd like to put out an EP. I thought it was going to be yeah. in 2021, but I think it will probably be the start of 2022, mm -hmm. but I plan on releasing a few new singles for sure. And I'm producing a documentary with the Ooh. Armory Denver called when the music stops. And it's about uh, the pandemic's impact on the Colorado music economy and the music 
industry as a whole. So mm-hmm. that'll be coming out, I think, in March. Wow. And aside from that, uh, I'm just focusing on the film. And then I, 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 I've joined a COVID rapid response team. So yes. I'm currently traveling around the state, testing people for COVID in places that don't have testing mm-hmm. available. So that's occupying a lot of my time. Um, but it's work right now. And it's a way for me to get back. And uh, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm supporting the, the pandemic and the cause and being helpful. Yeah, so that's taking up a ton of time for now. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, new music, uh, will hopefully be on the way, um, in the next year. But for the most part, I'm just focused on helping others right now, which is so lovely. That's such a kind thing. Like it just, it just, that makes me want to cry a little bit. <laughs> I won't lie. I'm like, Oh, the, like, cause I know we spoke about it earlier before you're on the pod, but then you talking about it here. I was like, Oh, it's so nice that you're doing that. I feel like that is very important. And, um, I think more people should uh, follow in your footsteps. I think that that is you're you're very brave, and that is uh, you have a good heart. I can tell. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I don't always know if that's true, but I I hope well, so. It feels like <laughs> it feels like, and us knowing, uh, I uh, I feel like you do. It's a very lovely thing to do, and it's very important. And you're you know you're also risking risking yourself to help others, which is it's very brave. So Thank that's lovely. So of course, of course. I yeah. think that's wonderful. I, I um, what uh, I, how is it down there? Like, I don't, I don't know if you want to like talk about it at all because it uh, sucks. I'll but talk about you it. know, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's so bad. interesting. It's bad. Yeah, it's hard watching being here in Canada and like I have friends who live in New York and friends who live in L.A. and I, you know, watching the states and how it is right now is so difficult it's so hard because i mean you know like i was saying to you earlier like ontario where i am is kind of like shitting the bed a little bit in terms of our pandemic response but even with that i still feel like we are doing a better job than you know the unfortunately the u.s like but i mean you're your political and president and that once was and hopefully is gone very soon (laughs) didn't help so it's like yeah it's so i don't know like how are you like how are you how are you is what i I always want to check in on everyone i'm okay have you ever seen the movie idiocracy i don't think i have well it's just about people just getting uh just a bit stupider over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say idiocracy is real. Um, <laughs> what's happened with the political divisiveness here in the United States is that you have a certain swath of the country, maybe close to half, that mm-hmm. has been fed a lot of bullshit that has led them to believe that COVID is nothing scary, that it's government control, mm-hmm. that they don't need a mask, that it's infringing on their rights, that basic science is mm-hmm. unacceptable. Um and where I'm like where I'm currently testing people for COVID. So um, it's a small town in Colorado. And I would say that at least today, I, I, we tested a few hundred people a mm-hmm. couple hours ago. And I feel like at least 40% of the people that came through my line had COVID. And wow. I will tell you that when people pull up to be tested, 90% of them are not wearing masks. Yeah, They do not have a mask on. I've had people pull up smoking a cigarette, no mask, with elderly people in the car with them, with people coughing that clearly have COVID mm-hmm. and are coming to get tested, and all day long, you're, can you please put that mask on? Can you please put your mask on? Um, you've got just a lot of people that are not making smart decisions, and you mm-hmm. have people right before Christmas coming in, you know, 
I'm going to get a test. I was with someone that had COVID last night, but I don't think I have it. I need a test so I can go to Christmas. But our results don't come for two to four days. And I know yeah. that of the hundreds of people we've tested in the last week, that a lot of them probably went home for Christmas to see a lot of people, maybe people that are compromised and mm -hmm. elderly and didn't even have the results yet. Or even if they had a positive, don't care. There's just, I've seen a side of people that I maybe I knew it was there before, but mm -hmm. seeing it firsthand, it's like you just have to like keep your head up and yep. just hope that people can learn over time because right now it's like it's really sad and it's really scary and I and it's spreading mm -hmm. really fast here and from the behaviors I've seen, it's not gonna slow down. Right, of course, yeah. That it's so wild to me and I don't know I'll I and I mean obviously because you and I are very I think are mentality is like yeah the science is this and we know what it mm -hmm. what we need to do in order to um in order to you know keep people safe but i, I am so shocked when people won't put a mask on or won't just right. follow the rules because i and how they can't understand that it's because they're not doing it that's why everything is being prolonged it's mm -hmm. like, but but because you, because we have in Toronto, we, there's these people who do an anti mask rally every almost every day in downtown Toronto. There's like two or three hundred people that do it, and it's so stupid. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you really believe that the government's trying to control us by making us put a mask on when? And also here in Canada are giving, like, especially in Canada, I'm like, y'all are stupid because I'm like, the government's giving us money to stay home. Like, right. we are very lucky and very privileged that we get to have that. So what are you doing? And it's like, I I don't understand. I don't get it. I just, I guess people don't understand math or just don't want to believe it and feel like putting on a mask is get, taking getting their rights taken away when it's like, that is... The, far from the worst thing that could be happening to you <laughs> it's just i feel like it's a lot of people that have just had pretty privileged lives the people yeah. that are all upset i'm like you couldn't there's you couldn't walk a day in my shoes uh or your shoes and or mm -hmm. um so many other people anyone that's yeah there's just a lot of people that uh white fragility is very mm -hmm. real um Yes, it's alive and well in alive and well. <laughs> the world, and it's hopefully maybe someday we can we can see a world where that doesn't exist, and and people are smarter, and idiocracy also is not there. I mean, I don't think that it will ever leave forever, but uh, hopefully, and hopefully soon for the folks in the states that you will have a new president or a new and a new group of people who come in with better intentions who are oh, yeah. know what they're doing and who are smart and listen to the correct people and aren't there just for show you know i'm very hopeful i'm very hopeful about the next administration i'm hopeful mm -hmm. about the vaccine i mean it's going to be really beautiful on the other mm -hmm. side soon it's just that yes. right now it's like we're in the fourth quarter and like we're down by a few points and we have a chance to win the game but like we have to put a lot of work in to get there. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. How it feels. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the work that you're doing is amazing. And the music you're putting out also is so important because I think, like we said, music is universal and people need more. People need music. People need entertainment right now to get them through these tough, tough times. And also being able to, you know, tell people that, yeah, the 
it's shit right now. The world's shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing is normal. Nothing will be normal. We're going into a new normal, but it will be okay, and we'll get through it like we always do, you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, Sarah, would you like to do a fun lightning round question thing Let's with me? Let's do it. Yes! Amazing. <laughs> this is very, very dumb and fun, but what is your biggest party fail? Biggest party fail? Yeah. Ooh, probably spill my drink. Spilling your drink? Yep. <laughs> On somebody or just in general? Do you do it often? Uh, usually not on somebody, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm the person that like spills drinks. Yeah. I'm very similar I'm to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do that as well. I'll, I'll sometimes I'll just be holding, I don't know if this happens to you, but holding a drink and then all of a sudden it's just not in my hand anymore. <laughs> and I yeah, go, how? Done that. But mm-hmm. how did that, it was right here. How did that even happen? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like the king. I like putting down a cup and then I, you know, I'm like, feeling confident, start dancing, kick the cup. I'm like, yeah, damn it. That light at the bar is 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm, how did I do that? Why did I do that? <laughs> I feel so stupid. I'm a big spilly McGee. Uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, COVID doesn't exist. So you could go anywhere you wanted. Where would you go? Bali. Bali? Bali. Yes. Amazing. Have you got, have you ever been there or no? No, I've never been, and my mom never went, and always said she wanted to go, and so I've said I'm going to go for her, and I haven't yet, so I'm going there. <laughs> you will, you will, as soon as as soon as we can go places. That's where you're I, you're going to go to Bali. I'm coming to Colorado. We'll just miss yeah. each other. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Like, oh, like we? Why didn't we plan this out right? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll just zoom for another podcast while you're in. Yes. Colorado. Yes. And we I'll will. be on we the will. beach with like someone waving me <laughs> with a long branchy leaf. I <laughs> love that. Uh, okay, if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life, what it would it be? Ooh. It's a tough one, I know. Explosions in the sky. The earth is not a cold, dead place. Okay, and who's who's that? Wait, who's that by? Explosions in the sky. They're an oh, explosions band. in the sky. And then when the, you said it all as one, it sounded like ah. it was the whole <laughs> album title. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, saw, I do the muffle sometimes. Uh, explosions in the sky, mm-hmm. and the album's called. The earth is not a cold, dead place. I love that. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to add it to my list of albums. That's the thing. I love people. Okay. What what music are you listening to right now? Mm. Uh, I love the song Hallelujah by Oh Wonder. I'm really into right now. Um, always into Head in, Head in the Heart. Uh, I've oh, been, love Head in the Heart. I did. I did bump some Justin Bieber during COVID. Uh, you got that's it. A feel, that's a feel good. Uh, but yeah. I'm trying to think what I, what my jam right now is a song Hallelujah acoustic by Oh Wonder. Okay. By Oh Wonder. Okay, I'm going to also Cut, add that to my list. to the core me Baxter. I think you'd like it. Yeah, okay, I will. I will. I love that. Uh, uh oh, um what's your if we're at like a a happy hour, what's the first thing you order? Uh Breckenridge bourbon neat and the best local beer on tap. Nice. Yes. Always go for local beer. You got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. Final question. Party's just ended. Everyone's going home. Everyone had a great time. How do you want to be remembered at the party? I want to be the reason. I want to be remembered for being the reason that someone or a bunch of people got up and danced. Yes. I love that. Yes, it's true. I like that. You need to have somebody at the party who's like, get up, everybody. We're going to dance now. I, I am not that person, but I will follow that person. As soon as somebody says we're dancing, I go, I'm in. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> that'll be me. I'll be making yeah. you dance after we play Uno Smash. Yes, I love that. What will we dance to? Ooh, Justin Timberlake all day. That's my boy. All He's day. my spatula. I'm so gay, but he could flip me any day. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> He's my spat. I've never heard that term, and I will be using it forever can, now. It's all yours, my So friend. thank you. Yours. Thank you so much. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for being here and doing the podcast. It was so lovely to like get to chat with you and meet you, and I hope we can do more of this. I am here anytime you want me. Thank you so much for having me on. You have been a blast and such oh a great gosh. host. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you on the socials and all of that jazz? You can find me at www.sarahslayton.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at I am Sarah Slayton. You can also find me on facebook.com slash Sarah Slayton Music. My music is also on Spotify, Apple Music, and all things that are good. Yes, all of the things that are good. Go listen to their music. It is so good. You will not uh you will not want to stop listening cuz it's so good. Put it on repeat. Get 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 them all of the the listens. <laughs> Subscribe, you know, do all of those fun things. Well, thank you so much for being here. Stay safe and and well and happy. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me, Cynthia. Happy New Always. Year. Sarah Slayton, everyone. Oh my goodness, what a lovely conversation. It's always so interesting and fun and, and cool and uh, to, to meet somebody new that you've never met but you've seen on like social media so you like know their face and you kind of know what they're up to and you listen to their music and then you meet in real life and before you get on the Zoom you get a little nervous. Sarah was a little nervous. Uh, but uh, so wonderful. Just like hanging out with a friend, chilling, uh, uh, except there in Denver and I'm in Toronto. Uh, but please, please, please uh, listen to Sarah Slayton's music on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, wherever you get your tunes. Look them up on their website, sarahslayton.com. On Instagram, I am Sarah Slayton. Uh, I'm not, but that's their handle. <laughs> Uh, you can look them on, on, on Facebook as well, Sarah Slayton. Check them out wherever you like to get your tunes and your social media updates. Uh, if you want to follow me for those things, you can check out me on Instagram and Twitter at it's underscore Trisha Black. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at One More Round Podcast or on Twitter at The One More Round. If you're loving the pod and you're having a great time and you're like, this is, I want to tell people my feelings about this podcast. Well, you know what? You can leave us a rating and a review and let people know that you're loving it so other people will want to stay. And if you hate it, tell your enemies. It'll be a nice uh, a New Year's gift for them. Uh, tell them to binge it. Binge all the episodes, because uh, what better gift to your enemy than something you hate? Uh, but I hope you don't hate it, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. It was so lovely to get to chat with you, everyone again this week. I hope everyone stays safe and healthy, and of course, no East Coast Kitchen Party is ever complete without a musical number to say so long and this week it's very special because we have Sarah Slayton's newest single, Get Up. We'll see you next week. Waking up, I'm feeling down again. It's like a stranger's living in my skin. When did I start to live a life that stopped feeling like it was mine? Can I get back up?
Why you gonna do? 